0: I'd like to know more about you and how you became Chef Steve and how you landed at the Jack. I don't know much about you. I know the website has a wonderful history of the restaurant, but I'm sort of more interested in um, what was your journey and how, to, how you ended up there.
1: Okay. Um, I was there, well, I grew up in the countryside of Lenhouseville, maybe about three or four miles uh, from the restaurant. And as a kid, we would drive by, you know, see this place. I never really knew what it was. Um, never went in there as a family, really, when it was open. Uh, but when I was 15 years old, uh, there was a spot um, inside for, well, I believe it was some kitchen help. Uh, and my mom knew one of the waitresses there, so I applied for the job, and this was a summer job. And I liked it a lot, and... Uh, um, did that for a couple summers, and I would say in my senior year, not quite sure what I was going to do in my, in my life yet, and uh, for, you know, a future career. Uh, then a Penn, uh, representative from Penn State Berks in their hospitality uh, management program came by the school, uh, the high school, and I thought, well, let me see what he has to say, and, you know, it was about restaurant and hotel management, and I thought, well, I've been working at the restaurant, I have a very good interest in it, I'm not sure I'm interested in anything else. Uh, so let me see what this is about and that kind of was just steamrolled into going to Penn State Berks campus for two years for their Hotel Restaurant Management program Um, not really uh, culinary stuff Uh, we did have one culinary course throughout those two years but mostly it was um, book work and 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 that kind of stuff and um, I would say towards that last uh, few months of my of my final year um there was a Pennsylvania Dutch that used to be located behind the restaurant and the, and all the artifacts were going over to Kutztown University's Heritage Center. And, um, they had no interest in running the restaurant. They were just interested in the museum part And because I used to work there for a bunch of years. And because I went to school for this, they asked me, Hey, do you want to be the manager of this restaurant? And, you know, you pay us rent, that kind of thing. So that's what I did from 93 to 97. Uh, Graduated in '93, May of '93 uh, from Penn State Berks, so and then in the same month started as the manager and proprietor, I guess you could say, of the restaurant. From then to '97, uh, and then the uh, uh, the university was ready to sell me the uh, property and the restaurant, so then I became the owner back in '97 of the property in the restaurant. Um, about seven, eight years, I sold the real estate. I'm still, of course, the uh, restaurant uh, proprietor and, and everything there, uh, just have a different landlord. And uh, that's my history there. We're celebrating twenty officially 27 years this past May, um, and things are going all right.
0: That's incredible. I love that story so much. I actually had the honor of speaking with Ivan Hoyt last week about um, yes his work and all, all things Ivan Hoyt. Uh, he's become a nice, a wonderful, well, certainly... Um, a huge inspiration to me and my work, but also a nice, oh, sure. a wonderful family friend. He and Darthy, they're just the best, warmest people in the whole world, and just it the the just I mean the the greatest people ever. So we got to talking a bit about um the Jack and, because that article had just come out in the Reading Eagle, which was really nice to see them highlighting the work, um that both you and Ivan have done for restoration efforts of that incredible, body of work of Johnny Ott's. In the restaurant, um, yes, and and sort of wondering just how that how that seed was planted to do some restoration work. Um, I know we had visited in two thousand eleven for the first time. I had come, and then again after Keith Brinson Hoff's Pennsylvania Dutch class, we had our little um. Oh yes, sir. We had our fun shindig there. I guess, geez, I don't even know. Was it like two thousand eighteen? Um, and and the work is just incredible. But obviously, it was probably painted on. Um, you know surfaces that aren't going to withstand the test of time and would be hard for you to to archive in a in a really a traditional archiv- archivist sense. But um, yeah, just sort of how did that come about to to make the effort to uh, restore restore that work? Because I'm sure it was an expense and 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 a really um, uh, charitable idea. Because you know we in our house just absolutely love Johnny Ott's work and. And I really got a new perspective on him from Ivan Hoyt that I didn't really realize that was sort of Ivan Hoyt's guy. So um, if you could just speak. Yeah, I mean, I really had no idea, Steve, really. I just didn't know he had that connectedness to Johnny Ott's work. So um, if you could just talk a little bit about what Johnny Ott's work means to you and why um, you did take those steps, because I think they were very important steps for the, for the collective community to uh, restore and um, have, a, have sort of a duplicate of that work. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a
1: lot of people who are just in it for the restaurant business really wouldn't give um, a look to those paintings and just say, well, they're just there on the wall. Okay, that, that's fine. I need to run my restaurant here. But uh, when you see so many people uh, commenting on it, and when you go on eBay and see uh, Johnny Ott's pieces, you know what they go for on
2: uh, yeah. the local auction where the Johnny Ott stuff, you know, how much money they go for. You think to yourself, wow, these are just... This is just more than painting. This is a lot of a lot of local
1: Pennsylvania just history going on here, and uh, there's got to be something to them that just some uh, colors up on the wall. Um, and I, and when I met Ivan, uh, mostly at the Cusco Salt Festival, and then going to see him every year, and then him coming in to eat. Um, yes, he's always said he's felt some energy when he goes into that room, and how John Ayotte has been his inspiration. Um, and, and there's not a lot of rooms like this in in. You know, restaurants or anywhere else, like, I mean, you think of the Kempton Hotel and their ceiling that was painted by Johnny Bond, uh, which I haven't seen in a, a, a quite a while, you know, but our room is, yeah, the, the walls, the ceiling, it's just something that, you know, really needs to be, needs to be preserved Yes. if they haven't been. Uh, now, it seems like most of the paintings, and especially the round circular discs on the wall, uh, aren't bothered, except... Uh, in the two corners now now there were two that were destroyed by water damage because an apartment upstairs the bathroom overflowed and it just came down uh, in just sheets of water and you know over time that's happened a couple times really uh, so that's why those two had to be restored and then there's another corner of the dining room where it seems like a lot of moisture is coming through the wall from the outside maybe it's because it's the front corner of the building I'm not quite sure But that too, you know, the paint over the years has just been uh, um, just peeling off. And um, I had two choices Uh, either call um, Eric Claypole, who is, of course, another hex sign painter in the immediate era, or, you know, ask Ivan about this. And, you know, I looked at both of their work, and, you know, they both do great work. And I I just wasn't sure which one would paint, I guess, closest to. Um, Johnny out to work as possible. I, right. I mean, they could definitely have have taken their own take on it. Sure. And be like, okay, we're just going to cover it up with what you want to do, and if it's different, it's just different, you know? Right.
0: Um.
1: And uh, over time, it's just I, I don't know for, for for some reason because of I think um, Ivan's closeness to the uh, projects already done in there. Uh, yeah. And his history of you know following Johnny, I geared more towards him to say okay you know, and i see what you can do, and, and he had pictures of all of these things, and, and I, I don't know what his process is, I know that Eric said sometimes you can just do a print out of these things, and just, you know, go buy it, and paint over <laughs> it, and I didn't realize you could do
0: that kind of thing. Oh my goodness, um, that's hilarious, and, and, Steve. And, and <laughs> yeah, and, then, and, then, and then it kind of seems like, I'm not sure if that's how he does it, and up no. how
1: he does it, it's got to be he, he's looking at it, then he's
2: painting, then he's yes. looking at it, and
1: mean, I've been looking at it a million times. But yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's just amazing how identical.
0: Oh, my gosh. People, they, they look. Good. And, and I'll have
1: to get you the actual picture. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I have a before picture of the one, but the others are just. And it's just amazing that like you would think it was the same. It was Johnny on painting it. I mean,
0: it's just, yeah, that's... it's just
1: amazing. It's just amazing. So um, he really, really did a good job. Um, and I think once they're all put up on the wall now, um, I don't think anything else can be now, before I got there, they, they told me that every 12, like, 10 years they would be preserved with,
2: I don't know what you preserve paintings on the wall with. I don't know if this is certain of or something. Now, we've been there right. 27
1: years, and we haven't done anything to them.
2: And I'm not sure if we need to. Or they right. They don't seem like, you know, I, I'd have to really
1: look more into it. But, um, yeah, it's it's definitely a, uh, a different kind of diner when it comes to atmosphere. And I know people come for the food, and they say they come for the food. Um, but to give them that you know, look around as
0: they're sitting there waiting for their food and, you know, getting into that Pennsylvania just culture and, yeah. uh, it's just, it, you know, it's just a, a, great, you know,
1: we, we, we don't have entertainment there. There is no music going on, no bands. Uh, so if this is something we can give to the customer as they're, as they're sitting and eating, uh, and, and have them, you know, soak all this in while they're eating, I And mean, I think it's a great thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's really interesting because it reminds me of the folk fest in that you're going for an immersive experience, meaning it's hitting all the senses, right? A lot of people go for the food, let me tell you. Um, but you know, you're sure. sitting, you're sitting at the dijek, and really, I we came for we came for the both reasons, but we definitely came for the art. I wanted to see this um, Johnny Ott, somebody who I didn't know much about, but just aesthetically, like visually, I was really drawn to his work, and then I sort of learned. Sure. Through people who knew him firsthand, um, you know his personality seems like some someone that I would have really enjoyed to be around and spend time with. And um, this idea, I think Dave Fuchs said it in a film that we were that we were asked to be in. Um, Len Len Smith did a film. Um, I'm not going to remember the name of the film. Darn it! It's about hex myth and meaning. I think um, legend, okay. myth and meaning. Yeah, it was pretty recent, and Ivan was in it as well. But Dave Fuchs said about. Johnny that he was sort of possessed by by creating these hex signs and I love that idea because as a visual artist it's like you don't you know it's very hard and you know sort of in the business you're into food is very much similar where you can't just like turn it off for the day and take the break you know it's like always churning you know the ideas are always going on in your head so I love that just I love that idea of him just being possessed by it completely I know um he painted his car and things like that and then this um This man, who I'm sure you've run into if you're in the area, um, Mervin Smith, uh, he talks very highly of Johnny Ott. I guess his his father was a very good friend of Johnny Ott, um, so they were family friends. But this man said that um, when he was a little boy, he painted his shoes and they were rainbow shoes. And it was just oh, this incredible wow. story. So I just I love the idea of um, he just couldn't not paint all the walls. Right. Like cover the entire place with oh, yes, this incredible art. So I just I just love that. And just thank you so much for honoring um, the, the preserve, the preservation of this artwork, because I think a lot of times it makes me very sad um, that he gets left kind of behind a little bit um, in my experience. Yeah. Yeah, And and I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. And I think, um, Ivan Hoyt and I, our conversation just amplified that feeling in me even more that he's this incredible person that definitely cannot be left behind. Absolutely not. And, you know, um, sure there was some misinformation spread of, out of, uh, a sense of, you know, joining the Amish with the Pennsylvania Dutch and stuff like that, just to kind of let lively spirit and, you know, he was a funny guy, but, you know, but, you know, that was all part of the package and that was the era and that was the time that they were living in. But I, I just, I'm blown away by by how incredible he was, um, in his time. And I really appreciate that because his work is so phenomenal. And, you know, my husband and I both do hex signs and we always talk about how Ivan Hoyt, Ivan Hoyt's the first guy to talk about, um, the motifs really starting from Froctor, which is really my, um, entryway. And I'm sure Johnny, yeah, Johnny Ott saw that too. So, I mean, very, very cool stuff. Um, just an incredible figure in our culture and I appreciate that you're keeping it alive. Um, well, I wanted to ask you, how is business going with COVID? You know, I've been very concerned about my friends, my small business owners and, um, people, especially Deitch owners and, um, you know, hoping that things are going okay and hoping that you can weather the storm and, and continue to serve the community and give that immersive experience. Um, are things going okay for you guys over there?
1: Yeah, things are going okay, I would say. Uh, at first, it was a little, um, I would say over the last three or five years, out of all the years we've been with, we've seen more takeout than ever before. I'm not sure what the reason is. Um, but, of course, when we were mandated to just allow allowed to be due, to do takeout, I thought, oh, no, is this going to, are, are we going to survive on this? Because, you know, so much percent of our is dying in, I mean, it's a
0: huge percent. Right. And then when we actually saw the amount of support we were getting uh, week
1: after week, I thought, you know what, we're we're doing all right, we're paying the bills. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, month after month, when you look at the, last, the, the same month of last year, it's like, wow, what a what a big difference, and that's a huge hit, because out of all of our years, sort of last year was the best, and then this January and February beat last January and February, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're on a roll, could this year actually be last, and I remember last year being so, not so not just so good, but
2: even like physically and mentally a little draining, because it was just yeah. that
1: busy, it's like, wow, I mean, it's, it's great to be busy and make some
0: money, but sure.
1: when it comes to your you know, you know your body and your mind, it's sure. like, wow, we got to you know, watch
0: all that other stuff too, because, you yeah. know, if that stuff, stuff, stuff gets ruined, then that's going to affect
1: your business. So I thought, wow, can we really have another year like last year? And of course we're not, because even well, <laughs> though March came around and, right. and, and threw a rinse into everything. so But then Diamond started, and we've been doing okay. I, I, I would say, on an average, when we did takeout, we were doing like 57% of what we did year before at that same time which is pretty good for a restaurant i'm I, i'm friends with the with michael lifer he's the owner of the peanut bar in redding
0: oh, okay
1: um he, he said he was doing like 14 percent of what he did the past year so i felt pretty good that we were doing okay uh and now that we're doing diamond actually a couple of weeks ago we did a week where we did better than the same last
2: oh year. wow and, and this past week was like 80 some percent of what we
1: did last year and the other week it was 75 percent And it's actually been okay
0: that's awesome
1: yeah with all the the years we've been here
0: and our followers and facebook really helps do all the posts and all the people talking and then we do a plated forward program
1: where we give out money and that brings in people to eat too and you know you know it's a good sense of humanitarianism and you know the friends we've made and over the years we've just because of all of that, we've got a lot of support back. So it
0: seems like in these hard times, people are like, "Yeah, we need to have a place like this still going and yes. support them." So yeah. you know, a, a big kudos to the customers who are still willing
1: to come out and get takeout and eat in. And we've been we've been surviving okay. Uh, I should I really shouldn't complain. I mean, it gets could be a little bit better, but um, it's definitely been better than what I thought. And what many restaurants saying you know many are really hurting and closing um so we've we've
2: been doing all right
0: that's really great to hear um you know you've been on our minds as well um because i think the thing that i've noticed with art at least is when you build a relationship with your clientele or your customers um they're gonna come back and they're gonna you're paying it forward when you do kind things um there's definitely a sense of karma or something like that um you know that keeps people hooked in, and, and you know they want they champion for you. So I can see that for sure with with the Diet Jack, and we're just so happy um, to see it continue to do well. And it was really nice to see it in the Redding Eagle um, amidst all this horrible news. <laughs> um, it was a r- really nice highlight to see you guys together. Um, and really, after speaking with Ivan, I guess it was a couple days or maybe a week or so after. It was really a huge highlight for him. I mean, it meant a huge amount to him. I didn't know. Uh, what your relationship had been, but I know he speaks so highly of the Die Jack and Dorothy as well, but it meant a whole lot to him and that made my heart so happy because I Oh good. Awesome. I love I love the man so much. He's wonderful and um a profound yeah, influence yeah. and also sometimes um doesn't always get honored the way that he should. Um and yeah, you sure, know, absolutely. Yeah, no. So I really appreciate that. And you know, we know Eric as well and we appreciate Eric's work, but um Ivan's really been been at it for a long time and he's got a wonderful outlook after all of these years and all of the things that he must have seen and gone through. But, um, I just really, I was really, it was serendipitous to me to see that connection and I didn't realize it was one of three, which was really cool to see, um, and the way he and yes. Dorothy work together as a team is really fun because I guess she had oh, found yes. yeah, she found a photo or something for you guys of some piece that needed to be restored, and I thought that was so fun that she went through all yes. the archives. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we looked, through, I looked through all my pictures. I have yeah. Eric,
1: he said he had no
0: pictures. And oh, gosh. Yeah, Dorothy said she, she looked through the computer and all this, and it's like, and
1: then once I saw it, I thought, okay, oh, be, 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 because I think I have, I have an old video of the, the restaurant of, like, of, of 2012. And okay. And it wasn't there. It was painted over even back then. I'm like, oh, gosh, I definitely
0: don't have a current picture of this. And then when I actually saw the picture, I thought, okay, then I did remember it being up there. And, yeah, once again, when you look at what he did compared to that picture, it's like, I know. It's, it's, it's just so, oh, my gosh. It's, just, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah,
1: just, yes, yes, it is, absolutely. He's,
0: sure. he's, sure. he's just a, such an incredible artist and, and we're both art teachers, which I also find, you know, a, a oh, connect. Yeah. yeah, we're both connected in that way. And it's this idea of um, there's a bigger picture than just, I mean, it's not just creating something for one purpose, but there's so many different sure. boxes that he checked off by doing that. So um, that that was really, oh, yeah, yes. really exciting stuff to see. I mean, I was very happy. You know, this is hard for everybody, um, you know, that usually does the Folk Fest. It's really kind of a hit, Um financially oh, yeah, but sure. also you know i mean you go steve so you know it's kind of like going back to summer camp and seeing all your old friends <laughs> like yeah, it's right. just yeah absolutely sure you know you don't know what it's what you've got till it's gone so um we're really missing the folk fest but uh really happy to hear that things are moving forward um so i wanted to know a little bit more i know you touched a bit about um going to penn state um i forget what what the what was it called again sorry <laughs> Oh, yeah, with the Penn State Berks for uh, yes. hotel,
1: restaurant, and institutional
0: management. Yes, thank yeah. you so much. Um, but then I, I wanted to know, because I follow you on Instagram, and I follow you on Facebook, and I really like the way your social media presence, um, uh, I get like a, a warm, oh, I just learned a Dutch word for this, but I'm going to forget it, but like a warm um, familiarity and um, feeling of home yeah. from your from your posts, and, and just the uh, way the content is uh, delivered and everything, so... Um, but I was wondering, how did you actually learn how to make these Pennsylvania Dutch quintessential dishes? Is it, is it intuitive cooking? Is it something that came passed down through the family? And and if you could speak a little bit more on that, because I know you said they didn't really get into it too much. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Um, it's 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 most definitely not intuitive, intuitive
1: because <laughs> uh, just because um, even even something up, I'm like, okay, now how would I, you know, That, that that's really not, I don't know, I, I know people call me the chef, and I, I, I definitely do not have chef's credentials, except being the main cook at my restaurant, uh, definitely wasn't taught, you know, all the, all the culinary uh, uh, tricks and how to do this and that uh, for sure, but um, uh, it definitely is influenced from family, I know I didn't cook a lot when I was at home, you know, uh, probably like baking and all that kind of stuff. I did a little bit more than at home than I did cooking. So definitely mom's influence and grandma's influence, uh, my grandmother on my mom's side, um,
2: you know, here's the recipe, try this and this is how I make it, then, you know yeah. that's pretty much how it you, you know, you know, just do cooking like
1: they did or, you know, make this recipe and, you know, it's so show me, you know, this is how I did it, this is how I cut this up and so I really learned from their, their influence, I guess. And, um, yeah, it, it just, it, you know, I mean, when it comes to dishes like pig stomach, it's something more involved
2: than that. Yeah. You know, really getting into,
1: okay, how other people
2: do it, find a right. recipe, and what would
1: work for our place. And, uh, yeah, they they pretty much developed over the years and changed a little bit, you know, tweaked here and there, uh,
0: which I chefs, uh, can do now and then. Sure. But,
1: uh, uh People and uh, places who have had these kinds of things um, you just don't see anymore. I mean, there there was a place in Hamburg called the Third the, uh, the Hamburg Diner. They would do some Pennsylvania Dutch stuff now and then. Could um, town there would be oh gosh, there was something on Main Street that used to do um, uh, gosh, I, uh, yeah, I'm not even sure. There was a Place, you know,
2: Bowers, Janelle's, I
0: know Scott there, he would do some many of that stuff. And, you know, Hank's Hotel, Charlesville Hotel, all those large family, you know, all these ditty things where people would come. And, you know, Burnsville Hotel, Canton Hotel. Yes. All these places that you
2: could do what you have not anymore. Yeah. And, you know, to carry on this
1: tradition of these, you know, good, hearty, not so much good for you, but tasting good dishes. um, you know, it's just so a thrill to be able to, uh, you know, still do this for people. And you want to, to hope it continues when generations follow, because, you know, the older crew likes this. And then when you get travelers through, they do, too. Uh, the younger people seem to like it, too. But, you know, they, they, younger people, days definitely have their own taste. And, you know, when it comes to this kind of food, you know, is it going to last throughout the years and continue? Uh, not just
0: for us to make a living, but, you know, just still available in general Right. Uh,
1: you know that's on your mind sometimes and sure.
0: um, you know as of now everyone seems
1: to like it but who knows what happens in
0: the future yeah um, I don't know if you saw actually the book I'm working on um, about Pennsylvania Dutch design is um, by the publishers Arcadia Press or History Press um, they put out a book about um, oh, I'm totally blanking hold on the breakfast meat. The breakfast meat. What is it called? <laughs> oh, okay. Scrabble. Scrabble, yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I just blanked on that. But I, I don't know <laughs> if you... <laughs> Scrabble is one of those things... Oh, my gosh. I've actually never eaten it, Steve. I don't know. I have, like, a thing. Oh, really? <laughs> like, with yeah. mystery meats. But um, I know it was very, very big time for my, for my grandfather, who was Pennsylvania Dutch, and my grandmother. And my dad just yeah. absolutely loved it. It's such a staple and such... Um, And it was neat to see in her book because the way she took you through the book, it shows younger people and um, how they're, like, reviving it and also, like, reworking it. Um, Some places in Philly and stuff, it's really cool to see. So I think there's definitely an interest. What I've noticed just vending a lot of events and getting to know younger people um, that come to events with interest, um, it seems like they really want to carry on these traditions but have them be... um, you know something that can be easily accessible, which is why it's nice to have places such as yourself and um, and other Pennsylvania Dutch dining establishments that are serving this kind of food around. You know, like we're we're out in Boyertown, so we're near Oli Turnpike. Uh, I guess it's Turnpike Deli or Diner. I'm sorry, oh, and yeah, and they we yeah turn yeah thank you thank you they serve a lot of really um, quintessential Pennsylvania Dutch dishes and also. Yeah. Um, not Schaefer's <laughs> that used to be here in Boyertown. I can't think of the diner right here on Philadelphia Avenue. I can't think of the name right now. And I'm going to kick myself later. My grandmother's going to kick me from above. <laughs> but um, they have they have really they have a great selection as well. So I think there's um there's a lot of interest there. But I I'm curious about so the book is really following um, Pennsylvania Dutch design in you know folk traditional folk art and then kitsch came about between like about the thirties to the nineties or eighties or whatever. And then the folk art survived all that. And I'm sort of interested, the traditional folk art. Um, yeah. I'm interested on your take on that in, in the, in my exploration for the book, I'm sort of finding the thing that kept it going or kept it authentic and traditional, uh, persevering through that tumultuous time of things being more accessible and cheaper to buy not authentic work is, um, the family um becomes the the connect the connection to um the longevity of this type of artwork and tradition and i wonder how much that has to do with food as well so you learned from your family and so i guess what i'm asking is do you think your love for this this type of food and creating this this food um comes from that feeling you get from doing it cuz it reminds you of that really good feeling and maybe perhaps people people um come and visit you and and enjoy eating the food because it's very nostalgic and and it brings them back to a place. I think there's something to that that both art and and music and food all connect uh through folk life, you know, lens. Um is that something when you're working? So sometimes I cook a lot, right? <laughs> because I have three little yeah. ones and I'm running the household and we cook a lot from scratch. Sometimes it's a chore, but sometimes it's just pure joy and I notice the nuanced difference being that um depends on what I'm cooking if it's something that that's very meaningful to me so I wonder if I wonder if that's something that um kind of has sustained you for so long doing what you do and also what brings people in do people say that to you a lot you know that this reminds them of a time or a place or a person yeah yeah they definitely have
1: done that um <laughs> there's, well there's well, there's one funny part of that that I usually have to tell people, and uh, the funniest thing that people can say is, and and I always take it the opposite way just to be funny. <laughs> someone would say your pie crust is so good, it tastes just like my grandmother's, and I turn and I and I think to myself, what if my grandmother was the worst cook maker <laughs> in the world? Well, she's giving me this offensive comment, <laughs> yeah. but 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 but, and I just thought that funny because I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Um, yeah, we get compliments about you know how the how the restaurant feels homey, and everyone's making get, uh, the get good tasting, feeling food about how it's like home or like their grandmother's, and yeah, that makes me feel really good. Uh, especially being picked on, like makes me feel very nostalgic when it comes to family because my grandmother on my mom's side would always make sure we all in the church and the service. She would make it. And mine kind, kind of resembles her, hers in the ingredients and the taste, but there was just something about hers that just makes you wish you were there when she made it. So that you right. make it exactly that same way, and oh my gosh, I just, I just regret not doing that when I was younger. There's just something about that smell, about that taste, and just filling my stomach till it hurt because it was just so good. And then trying to bring that to the restaurant and show people what I was able to experience and enjoy it, uh, and this, yes. Um, so so yeah, it's uh, you know there's a lot of uh, you know family touches to these things, and you hope it, you know maybe not that same reaction in people, but ho- hopefully it's more than a meal to some people when they do come. I mean you know like when Ivan comes to and he feels that.
2: Um, yes. Like, now
1: in Ivan's case, usually doesn't eat something pesky the Dutch thing when he comes to my place.
0: Usually it's like I think over the last few years they've tried to get a little bit healthier, so it's been yeah. Like, chicken breast and that kind of thing. So yes. if we would have pot pie or pick like, stomach, they usually don't have that kind of thing. But
1: uh, yeah, I would hope that people do come for uh, that feeling of that feeling of home because I think that's what we do try to portray when it comes to
0: not just the food and the atmosphere but, you know, how we talk to the customers yes. you know, deal with them and all that kind of stuff. So
1: um, yeah, I hope people do get a sense that, you know, they're
2: as close to home as they can be without being there.
0: Yeah, I mean, when we came, it was really nice, and we had little ones with us, which is always challenging, especially in a restaurant setting. You'll get, like, this um, (laughs) impending doom feeling, like, what am I doing to the people eating around us? But um, it was was very warm and very welcoming. I think, actually, um, I just had my one daughter at the time. But she was pretty well behaved. I don't know how I'd bring my son in there, but um yeah, the staff was really kind, very welcoming, very sweet. Um yeah, and we're kind of on the same kick as Ivan and Dorothy. We eat really healthy now and it's t- it's tough because it's like, oh, you know, you miss sometimes the food's missing yeah. sometimes the food is really sure. missing that feeling of nostalgia that you have when you eat yeah, certain yeah. things. Like my grandmother was big time into like bologna and rig bologna and um her, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, her father was a butcher here in Oli, um, mm. and uh, now I basically, I'm vegan, and I always laugh to myself, because he would he would find that to be very interesting, the butcher's great granddaughter. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I know, right?
0: So, it's, it's tricky. Man, so. I mean, I, I like try and get the essence of the food and, and in, infuse it into our meals, but it's just, you know, something's missing, obviously, but... Um, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I just love the food so much. It's just incredible. And just the love that goes into it, you can you can feel it. Um, oh, yeah. So I guess what I want to ask you next is, like, what do you see, uh, like, for the future, for the Dijek? Um Do you have, do you have, oh, Sprockenzie diet, Do you speak the language? I do not. I do not uh, either.
1: A couple, of <laughs> phrases, a, couple, a couple of phrases, but... Uh, you know uh you know like funny like the custom a sure sure and, uh, same <laughs> and
0: i've heard of constitute <laughs> Dutch, vets, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah yeah that's that's pretty much what it is like i mean my like, grandma grandma and mom
1: would talk in dutch
0: internally
1: of course right? yes. don't know
0: of course yes what's going on, and, yes you know, <laughs> but yeah late, but, oh uh, nice that's where it is, unfortunately. Yeah, same with our family. My grandmother was a native native speaker. You know that was her first language, but then didn't okay. didn't pass it on. And then my mom ran away from Berks County <laughs> as oh. fast as she could. But yeah, um. So I'm wondering, <laughs> as fast as she could. Now she has to move back to be with us. It's funny, how life works, right? Um. Yeah, I'm just wondering what you foresee um, the future for the Daijek um, and also if you have have. A, an apprentice type of person in mind to sort of start learning the craft? Do you work alone? Are you, are you the sole um, chef at the Jack? You have lots uh, of hands I, on I, deck. I do have, uh,
1: yeah, when it comes to prepping, uh, especially when it comes to making all the foods,
0: uh, my aunt does that. Oh, nice. Uh, with me.
1: Yeah. And when it comes to cooking, like when checks come back and we start cooking for people, uh, just two young people. One guy is 18, the other one's 27. They're pretty much part time workers. Um, and I've had
0: some good help over the years. Everyone's been pretty good. That's, a, that's, that's awesome. A, that, that has helped me cook. Um,
1: but in, the, but in, in their end, it's been just more like, a, hey, this is my job
0: now. And so sure. Something else. Or until school's over or, or
1: until this or that. So, no, there's no apprentice at the time. Um, I know a bunch of years ago I was before we
0: sold the property I was feeling like wow how much longer can I do this right
1: just, I, you know yeah it was it, it just really got to me like wow all these hours wow this well wow, that
0: and it's sure like, wow, sure you know can I really do this for the rest of my life and I was kind of in a phone and
1: now things have just turned around where you know we sold the place and uh, I mean money can still be an issue here and there but that's not the sole reason why you would that I would say, okay, now I would need to do
0: something else. or Right, uh, right. see what we're doing here. Um,
1: and I and put to the conclusion that I do want to stay here for as long as I
0: can. Nice. Um, now my sister and mom are you know, heavily into helping me
1: with some things here. Now they're both servers and they've been since day one. So this gives them an income too and like my aunt as well. And
0: gives a lot of high schoolers their first job experience. Yeah. Uh, so we do want to continue this for a long time. That's awesome.
1: Um, yeah, and my concern is once we are done someday, hopefully long down the line, uh,
0: when it comes to the paintings. Yes. Like um, like like like, let's say my landlord wants to turn the entire place into apartments, or let's say he wants right. to sell the building to someone else. I mean, these things could get painted over and. Right. Just be, you know and it would be really a shame so uh, what's gonna happen to the site check as a restaurant uh, once we're done not sure um, I don't know if it works as of now for what's after us but we plan to be there a long time nice uh, but yeah hopefully the paintings hopefully everything that can come off the walls
1: can be preserved and kept and, or you know sold to someone who really wants to keep them but the ones that are painted on yeah that's gonna be a, that's gonna be an issue I guess so um, I guess we will see.
0: Yeah, and you know it's one day at a time. You know we never know sure. what's gonna happen, and um, it's just interesting, I guess, f- reflecting on what to talk to you about and thinking about Johnny Ott's real. Um, he was sort of in a scurry to figure out who was gonna take over his business for him, I guess, at the end of his yeah. life, and and we don't really think like that now, nowadays. No, and right. No, right. Sure. yeah, sure, but I mean, I can, I can imagine. Um, That feeling, though, you know, and, uh, you know, it's something to think about sometimes. But um, I think nowadays we work more as a a whole community, and I think the community would probably rise up and make sure things were taken care of. I always try and hope that anyway, that (laughs) when things are sort of uh, not looking great. uh, We have a state theater here in Boyertown that was possibly going to be demolished and the community rallied oh. together to save it because it was super important to keep, um, sure. that history. So I'm sure that they check, I'm sure people in Lenhartsville feel the same way and people in the greater community, um, feel the same way about it. It's just a, it's just such a gem and any kind of, um, any kind of plugs you'd like to include to come and check you guys out. Um, so you're open for sit, sitting in and dining in now as, as well. We are, yes. Okay, great. Uh, we are, uh, uh, for a long time, we can close on uh, Mondays and Tuesdays just as our, our two days off.
2: So those I think if the rest of our business so though are probably January, the, after a long weekend, of course, a long yes. busy weekend, those are the two days, you
1: know, you know when I take off and the rest and recoup and all that stuff and come back ready, willing uh, to go on Wednesday. So Wednesday, Wednesday to Saturday uh, are, are, are limited hours. We're open from 4 until 7.30, and people can do dine-in and take-out during that time. And Sundays are
0: eleven thirty to six thirty. Um, and those hours have been working out okay. When things get back to normal, I'm not sure if I'll expand them or keep them. Uh, right. They seem to work too. We're working at this at this time now.
2: Um, and then some holidays we do have off. We're, not, we're usually
1: not open Thanksgiving or the day after, I and mean, Christmas Eve we're closed, and Christmas Day we're closed.
0: But for uh, the most part, you can find us all, all year long. Yeah, I thought it was so neat how Brinson Hoff brought us there. Um, cuz we did the class our course was actually not at Kutztown, it was at the um Reading Heritage Center. So, it's quite a quite a ride oh. for yeah, quite a ride for everybody, but the class had be yeah, the class had become pretty close knit and he's just a wild really funny yeah. fun. Oh my gosh, that man. I keep telling him, you know, he's just got to stay around forever because he just gives us so much humor. He's a really fun guy sure. and a funny guy yeah, and he is.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: And it was really, really fun to to uh, celebrate the course ending there. It was a really nice um, bookend okay. for us. Yeah, um, I remember when we came in two thousand eleven though. You guys had a gift shop, and that was really incredible um, to go to walk through as well. And there were some Ivan Hoyt's um, some silkscreened work of his. And is there still yes. a is there still a gift shop or? There was not. So okay. I would
1: say maybe five years ago, we got rid of the gift shop and turned it into a
0: banquet room. So now when it comes right. to yes. the, the family-style meals and stuff. That's that's where we'll hold it in there. Gotcha. It seems like uh, when, it, when, when we to like special dining, um, food monitoring-wise, it just seemed like we were able to uh, make a little bit more money food-wise yeah. than we did gift shop-wise. And over sure. the last couple of years, towards the end, I would say when it comes to
1: I guess, the
0: quality of stuff in there, it was, I don't know. Just, yeah, I hear ya. Just, not turned it into the area, <laughs> Sure. Where, you
1: know, stuff that should be in there, and I thought, okay, we can do a teacher, so I think sure. it worked out for the best, if we turned it into, into special dining, but it was, it was about the habit for him to do it,
2: but, uh... I think
0: so. it seems to work okay now. Yeah, um, the yeah, the the banquet room was really beautiful. I and I remember Oh yes. cuz we had gone in 2011 when the gift shop was still there, but then for Keith's thing, I guess it was I'm going to say 2017-2018 and the banquet hall yeah, the, probably back in the- Room. yeah the banquet room was beautiful and I remember kind of trying to piece it together like I think this was the gift shop but you know you didn't like yeah, you right, didn't yeah. see it the same way but um, it's just an incredible space it's very very cool um, I did want to ask you though um, Steve uh, the the little um, shed or studio area that Johnny Ott worked in What what is in there now is there any is there any semblance left of him or or um, is that really. no, that's, just, that went to the Heritage it's just, Center it's, it's kind of a a break room slash storage room. I gotcha. I think we have a
1: lot of, yeah, a, a, a lot of storage containers out there, things for making ware.
2: Um, nice. There's
0: some food
1: that's kept out there. So, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just really a
2: supply
1: room, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Un- and only, I only have maybe one or two pictures of what the room used to look like. When, yeah. When he or Don Gress
0: was Yes. The, uh, yes, I uh, love Don Gress. Oh, my goodness. I yeah, love I Don Gress' work. I don't have many pictures of him, so yeah. uh,
1: but he was the last one.
0: Yeah, and you know, I just happened upon his book. It's called Tulips, Hearts, and Distal Finks Actually, on Amazon, used, and it's incredible. Oh, okay. It's incredible. Don Greth's work has been a big, big time influence for us. We really, really love his work and Johnny Ott's work. But I just sort of want to ask you a funny question, <laughs> and you can take this as seriously hey, as are you. Where painting? Are eye painting? Like yeah, all these <laughs> yeah. What's well, going on, Steve? When are you gonna start painting? Um. I know. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> well, you know, I... The restaurant and, and I, and I, don't, yeah. I do think, though, um, I do think because I do cook and bake a lot, I do think of food as art, so d- no worries. You are an artist, obviously, but I, d- I do wonder, Steve, have you ever sort of turned your head and said, what? Have you ever felt like there was a presence in the building of our old friend John Yacht? <laughs> no, I haven't. You
1: know, people have been saying about ghosts and this and that, and there was... Um, there's a, an, a a woman by the name of Florence Favor from Topton she was she was the head of the Pennsylvania Folk Cultural Society which was the
0: building complex behind the restaurant when it was a museum gotcha when it was the Pennsylvania Dutch Museum you know they had the log house there and the barn building they would meet people towards
1: uh, through all these buildings about you know how early Pennsylvania Dutch Life was which of course now is over at the KU Heritage Center so all yes. the stuff that used to be here is over there um, but people would say too, that, you know, if something would fall or this or that, they would say, oh, that must be Florence, or, but <laughs> no, I've never felt anything, I've never felt or seen or anything like that, you know, but like I said, I have been I have something when he comes in there, maybe it's just,
0: uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what he feels, but I, I haven't yet to feel anything or see anything, so, so no, I haven't. That's so funny, I can just, I just imagine in my head this man, because I don't have, you know, we have a picture of him, of course, but we don't have any video or any interviews that I know of that, that you can, no, re- that you can sure. recall. No. Yeah. I mean, all I have is the firsthand account of this man, Mervin, who I guess was a family friend. Um, mm. And just the stories, you know, that Johnny, uh, Johnny Claypool passed on to Eric and Johnny Claypool's stories of him who knew him. Um, but he just seems like a really fantastic person. Um, what is on yeah. one of our last questions would be what's the funniest or most interesting story you've heard about him from people coming in, did you get did you get any fun, interesting um, stories? What stands out to you? About Johnny? Yeah. Um,
1: I haven't heard stories except for that he really did like to drink. <laughs> and I didn't know if he drank when he hated or if
0: yeah. he wasn't
1: drinking. But I'm well, not know if he was a town drunk or anything, but I've heard that, I've heard that be, be given to his name that he was a town drunk, even though I bet, well, when you're
0: in front of a hundred some people, I guess maybe, sure, maybe
1: not, <laughs> uh, you know. Um, uh, but, uh, and no, no, I really haven't heard stories, or you know, I heard he was painting really late into the night into the morning. Um, and I'm not sure how it left because if he was running the restaurant plus painting when he was cooking, I mean, oh my gosh,
0: I uh, know. Can you imagine?
1: I, I mean, I
0: feel
2: like
1: I don't have any time, but uh, yeah, he eaten really most enough, so. And, and I never knew if he was married
2: or, you know, no one
1: no, yeah. ever talked, talked about a Mrs. Odd or anything like
0: that. So. Yeah, that's no, so I mean, true. I, I, I
1: haven't heard a lot of stories about him.
0: It's like no. piecing together a um, very, very fragmented puzzle. Um, the yeah, only, sure. Yeah, the only thing I heard was that he had a son um, who Mervyn talked about, but that he was not close with him. So who knows? Oh, okay. It's very interesting. But, um, yeah. yeah, he must have been, like, sort of a wild personality. I mean you you'd have to have almost like a personality disorder to be able to juggle oh, yeah. yeah like to be able to juggle all that you know and so he was probably yeah, yeah like it's very interesting isn't it though it's yeah. very very interesting right. well it's been so much fun talking with you um yeah, you steve do. and oh you know what i wanted to ask you too um so I have been a humongous fan of Carson Kressley forever. Okay, so I'm thirty. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been. I'm thirty nine, and I grew up in the '90s and 2000s, or whatever they're called. <laughs> and um, I loved, I loved his show when he came out. Had no idea about Pennsylvania Dutch culture at the time. I'm just now, in the last ten years or so, really delving into my heritage. Um, but I saw this yeah. lovely picture of you two when he visited, maybe last year or so. And he's just such an incredible guy. And I just wanted, um, oh, and, and I also saw when you had taken a picture of yourself uh, for the Heritage Centers, um, they had that contest, you know, at the uh, Kutztown Folk Fest oh, last yeah, year, that month. he yeah. shared it for you, which was so incredible. So I just wanted to know um, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna actually be interviewing him, which is super exciting. Um, we just passed, we crossed paths at the, Her- at the Folk Fest. He came into my booth for a oh, moment. Yeah. But it was just a cool experience because I I didn't even realize that he was Pennsylvania Dutch all this time. Um, but he's such a cool guy. So um, how has that been? Has that um, sort of opened up a different audience for you? Ha- have people come in and said, oh, I saw you on Carson Kressley's story. That's very neat, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, no not too much. Um, you would think so, but not too much. Yeah, you would. <laughs>
1: for, yeah, uh, uh, for, for, for a lot of years, his parents, uh, who only lives in, like, the Fogelsville area. Right. He's only 15, 20 minutes away. Would come in maybe twice a month uh, with some other, like, relatives of ours who they were friends with. And we really didn't see Carson. And then he was there one time. It's like, oh, wow, Carson West is here. And now, this was a bunch of years ago. Um, and he's been... Uh, when COVID came about, there were some weeks this... this a couple months ago where... Like
0: five or six Saturdays in a row, he was coming in
1: for takeout because he was at home. Sure. At his home near
0: and you know because his mom and
1: stuff and his mom was just in last night. She was in
0: last Sunday. so oh, he, nice. Last, and his
1: dad, his dad passed away. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe a month or so ago. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but uh, and he was a character too. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh yeah. I I <laughs> I, I, I think that's one of the Carson gets his humor from yeah um, but uh, he, yeah Carson has been good for us and he, he like the last time he was in he really liked our chicken and
1: waffles like it's like you know worthy of I don't know fame or something and I'm like well I have contacted some food shows about doing a show here
0: Yeah. about our food and stuff
1: but, but you know they never really contacted me
0: and it's like well let me try to look into it and i thought, like, wow, wow you know that would be a great foot in the door of Carson to yes. do that for us but,
2: uh, but yes if we post something on
1: Facebook
0: that Carson was here or had that picture with, you know. Uh, and,
1: you know yeah, yeah, there are a lot of people that do
0: recognize him and, you know, really love him. And then there were some people where you say Carson Lessie, you, and know, I'm like, I don't know who that is. So right, right. <laughs> he, they, you know, because he's a movie star. or He's, yeah. you know, he's a TV personality. But yeah. He doesn't have his own show, but he's right. on this show and that show, and so he's a little bit different than a lot of other stars, you could say. But, yes, um, yes. I, I mean, I think he should be recognized. People, but oh yeah. People, yeah definitely
1: don't, don't uh, you don't know who he is but It's um,
0: it's pretty interesting. Uh, it sorry? took it's pretty interesting cuz after he came through my booth I was freaking out. Like honestly, you're sitting there in the heat at the folk fest and you're like I don't know, it was <laughs> like it was like day like 7 out of 9 and you're like, "Oh my god, when will this end?" Honestly, with the heat, yeah, right? right? And in in waltzes into my little pig pen booth, Carson freaking Cressley. <laughs> And then I was like, "Am I seeing shit from the sun? Like, am I just overheating?" Because then, and then I went to his his story, and he had shared stories of the folk fest. And I, you know, I thought to myself, you know, a guy like Carson probably faced some some very um, palpable um, discrimination uh, in the Pennsylvania Dutch culture. And for him to still be, yeah, yeah, sure, Um, for him to still be tipping his hat, I thought that's a lesson to learn. And I just think he's an incredible guy. And yeah, I'd love to see you guys highlighted on a show like that. And, you know, it's frustrating to me, Steve, because I, um, I went to school for grad school at um, Kutztown, and they have a really great crafts program. And we had this wonderful class right before my first Folk Fest. It was called Craft in America, and it was a series on PBS. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Um, it's called Craft in America. And will you tell me why it's been on seasons, maybe eight, not one Pennsylvania Dutch artist craft in America, sir. And I said to them, like, this is really sad to not see anyone highlighted. And I gave them a list of names, including Ivan, including Eric Claypool, um, including some redware artists. And there was just like this sort of, um, like almost, um, oh, I I can't even put it into words, uh, this idea that, Tapping into Pennsylvania, Dr. Pennsylvania German is somehow <laughs> tapping into Germany and it's shady history. It's really frustrating to me to see that. Oh, wow. um, so, I mean, I, I really hope that that door does open because I think what you're doing is incredible and I think the story is really, really incredible and and I would love to see him sort of uh, marry those two things together. But yeah, he's a great guy sure. and uh, I can't wait to interview him. He's a really great guy. So that's really nice to hear. Um, sure. Yeah. So I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to add, Steve. Mm, no, I don't think so. We touched on
1: quite a lot of
0: stuff there. Right? Yeah. No,
1: I don't think so. I
0: mean, <laughs> I mean, do you on your
1: end have anything to
0: do I,
2: further after this? Yeah,
0: just let me know. Oh no, I mean I have like all day, but it's just so funny because um, I've just been really enjoying this. This has um, given me. It's been it's been a tough road with this book, and I just. Breathe it oh, sure. yeah I yeah. mean <laughs> I'm an artist so I'm not really a writer but it's been an uphill battle but I just sort of have found that COVID um the time in quarantine has given me a lot of reflection time and I really my publisher sure. was like uh so you're on your last deadline extension ladies so <laughs> get this together yeah. but um <laughs> I just I enjoy your post so much and I enjoy what I assume you know from your post is your personality I think you're a really fun and and lighthearted guy and and really make the yes. culture accessible and fun and of course we we all need to eat you know <laughs> it's really sure. neat Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. and i've just been really enjoying watching um, what i see um, coming from the dive um, awesome. jack yeah and thanks for taking the time to uh chat with me today and um, being being part I of the book yeah, yeah for sure i, I, I think
1: you
2: got it. I, i'm glad to be a part of it
0: yeah, food and art and uh folk life culture all intermingling, you know.
2: Oh, absolutely,
0: sure. For sure. You're working with your that's hands true. just like I am, so. Yes,
2: that's true. Very,
0: Very true. cool stuff. I have to tell you, I have a really funny story about the pig's stomach. <laughs> oh. Yes. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Crystal Rose. Do you know of him? He's um he's in a band with Douglas Maidenford. They do the Broken Spokes and it's like part part Pennsylvania Dutch oh. language. It's really great stuff, but um I'm not sure. He's a fella out of, um, like, the Penn State area. I can't think of his town okay. off the top of my head right now. But he had a funny story. His dad was, like, super Dutchy man, right? That he was sent to school when he was five years old on the bus with two, <laughs> with two pig stomachs for lunch. And oh, just, my gosh. oh, my gosh. The way he tells this story, it's just so funny because it's, like, I guess in the area it was not um, very well known that this was, like, the most favorite food of him as his 5 year old wow. self and just the way that uh, i think just his story retelling of how the kids looked at him when he opened up his lunchbox <laughs> it was just it was just one of those things that oh i think you know and i'm sure you can and i'm sure you can validate this idea that the pennsylvania dutch food culture folk life art all of it it just has such a strong um strong essence and, and personality and it just perseveres through all of the weathering, all the storms oh, sure, sure. and I yes, think, you know, I think none of us have anything to worry about, I think it'll be around for many, many, many more hundreds of years for people yeah, to enjoy like, oh. for sure, yeah. so I appreciate your time, I appreciate your care and um, the no, new no the you nuances know. of um, what you're doing over there, so thanks so much Steve, I really appreciate it and you thanks it. Thank thanks you. for joining us yeah, for you got sure. It. Thank you. Thank and, you. And and you wonderful. guys continue to be blessed and, and continue to um, weather the storm and we'll send over as many folks as we can. Hey, what can I get there as a what can I get there now, Steve, as a vegan? What am I gonna eat? <laughs> as vegans, yeah, I know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> non vegans, I guess, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm stuck on the sauerkraut. What else can I do? I can do the three bean salad. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Just lots and lots of sour. Salad now and yeah, now. cucumber good. salad. Yeah, oh, sure.
2: Yeah, we can find something.
0: Yeah, we'll have to come over and visit you guys again because we just love you so much. Sure, absolutely. All right, great. Steve. You have a great afternoon, Max Goot. You too, Rachel. Thank Take you. Care. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, thanks you so too. much. Alrighty, bye. All right, thank you. Bye bye.